first, some lore. After months in Gameland Forest, we finally located Moon Yellow. Remember, crew? These are not the Titans we knew in days gone by. Carter revived them before his death, and Pop Zed controls them from Gameland Tower itself. We're here. A hidden opening of trees in the deepest part of Gameland Forest. What do you think he's planning? If Pop Zed got him guarding one of the three keys to get back into Gameland, it's gotta be big. Whatever it is, I'm... frightened. Hey, look at me. We got this. When it, when it matters the most. Look at our little crew. Getting serious when it really matters. Huh? An incoming audio-only transmission. Guess it's showtime. Moon Yellow was a kind titan, protected Dane Land in the fifth generation, before facing his demise at the hands of an anomaly who continued to be a thorn in Dane Land's side for years to come. You dare defy the great pops and try to break back into the city I banished you from? For that, you must face judgment at the hands of our original titan, reborn and stronger than ever. Hear that? I'd know those jet engines from anywhere, even all these years later. Keep your eyes on the sky, and Green Badoof and Blastwave, the three of us will make sure you're safe too. Yeah! <laughs> I recognize some faces down there, and for your new friends, you may call me Moon Yeller. You challenge the might of our savior, Pop Zed, and will crumble under the fifth generation's incredible difficulty. Look how far you've fallen. He's but a shell of his former self, Robert. Brainwashed. We can't recover him or save him. We must simply best him. So then what's it gonna be? A grand time when Tweety was new. And it was King. A revolution. <laughs> You've all seen this before, haven't you? A time warp marker. Huh. So that's the game. I should have known. Robert, we got this, right? We do. Everyone ready? Step on in. For the glory of Gameland, you shall tremble at the might of Pop Zed's servant, the almighty Moon Yeller. Coming up on Channel 6H, it's a brand new episode of the new adventures of the Masters, right after these messages. Like a sleep got you yawn at the moon? Hmm. <laughs> You all know me as Dream, the leader at the forefront of our latest games. But did you know I'm an advocate for the healthiest sleep you can get during these crazy Gameland nights? Having trouble piloting the R-Wing to take down Andros? Or maybe you're stuck in the Water Temple. Trust me, we've all been there. Or maybe you just can't get to sleep after an intense match of Goldeneye. The problem is, you're not using a new Dream mattress from Gameland's premier furniture store, Next Generation. The Dream Mattress is guaranteed to give you the best night's sleep you've ever had with full integration from the latest and greatest consoles so that even during your blissful rest, you won't lose the precious skills. Wake up fully recharged to take on the next objective. Take it from Gameland's Titan himself! I used to yell at the moon, but now I've got good sleep. Thanks, Dream and the Dream Mattress! What can I say? I'm leading us into a new era of games and restfulness. 
So stop on by your nearest next generation today and get to it. is threatened by the power of Gameland. We have the power! We were ushered into a 3D future by the last of 16-bit kind to aid them in their hour of need. But our old friend Moonyeller followed us there. Now, here in the future, he's turned evil upon his rebirth and joined forces with the malicious Pop Zed in a never-ending conquest against all that is good. And in Gameland, we too have found brave new friends, and together, with the power of good and the way of the game, we struggle against the forces of darkness. Good versus evil. The adventure continues. Life is good, Robert. I've got my Surge mm -hmm. and my Sonic Underground Pogs, and I am just chilling here. You know... After watching that really great show, Sopranos, I'm really great at this time. It's a really good show. You really need to get on it. They're only a couple episodes in at this point, right? Yeah, it's not. I mean, the first season, you know, is pretty. Hopefully, they get a lot more. Hopefully, they renew it for another season. Is it so. on the level of Sonic Underground, though? Because, like, well, I've really been enjoying it. Sonic Underground is a timeless thing. It'll go on forever. Sopranos, I don't know. No, we'll the see. Sopranos have pogs, because, like, nah. I watch a new show, I need some new pogs. We'll see what happens in the second season. Okay. Would you like a surge, Robert? I'll take a surge. Why okay, not? Okay, here, have a surge. They are so good. It's the best soda ever. Best soft drink. At least, like it's it's the legitimate revolution. It's been it's been, it, like for a couple of years now. It's been great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. They'll bring back that Crystal Pepsi. You remember that stuff, Crystal Pepsi? I do. It was just, it was like Sprite, like almost. Yeah. I want to say like lemon lime. Pretty and good. All that. Pretty good times, man. Years, you see how crazy the the 3D games have gotten lately. Yeah, I feel like like the Dreamcast came out a few years ago, and I feel like it's yeah. doing a little bit more than the PlayStation mm. and the Nintendo 64. So I'm hoping that like those rumors of new consoles coming out in the generation shifting are changing because like we are halfway through 2000 at this point looking at the calendar it's the june july um and th i think things are starting to wind down because we've only got a few releases on the nintendo 64 like coming out this year and playstation is really winding the, down the two come out i, I heard that's gonna be difficult to get yeah the two so that's like a thing that's happening um, I learned it from the gatekeeper not not that long ago. Um, you know how he has his visions and everything. Um, they also talk about a Nintendo system coming out, kind of mm. like the next step for them. So that's interesting. I wonder if they'll come out with like... Like they just came out with Kirby 64. Um, I thought it was great. Pokemon Stadium was a little weird because like I've been obsessing over Red and Blue for years now and mm -hmm. I haven't quite completed the Pokedex. I saw in Gameland Pro magazine one time that you could like look under a truck from Mew, but like I never found Mew and I, I don't know how to get Mew. Oh, I still got my color, my Game Boy color, so I'll be good for a while. But yeah. I want see. Now hey, I you know what? That Pokemon Gold and Silver did also just recently come out or something like that. See, I want to see. 
how this next generation is going to go so far because we have the Dreamcast. Yeah, Dreamcast Nintendo's is giving us rumor. a preview, and Sonic, uh, the Sonic game they have for that, Sonic Adventure, um, that's cool because there was multiple playable characters. Um, they had, uh, God, a Soul Calibur game for, mm. like, the, the arcade game Soul Calibur. They put mm. that onto the Dreamcast, so, See, yeah. I went, like, we went to Toys R Us, and they said they're sold out so far because, I mean, the PS2 is going to be difficult to get. I, Nintendo's having something brewed up, I guess. Something. Yeah. I wonder... Hey, you got 64. I just can't help but like think that Sega got the jump on everybody releasing their thing like in a few years ago. Do you think Nintendo will ever release a CD like everyone else is going so far? They're still on the whole cartridge stuff. Nah, it seems to me like Nintendo's going to stick with cartridges. It just feels very Nintendo to have a cartridge, I don't right? Know about, uh, maybe. Maybe they'll release some. Hopefully they get on the CD game because it's like, it's, you know, fairly new. You know, everyone PlayStation did it. Well, I don't know. My, my 64 feels more like a toy, like a fun toy. You just like plug the cartridge in. It's always felt like that with Nintendo. I wonder if they'll also have different colors for different consoles. Like PlayStation 1 has the black there, it's all black. And N64 if... has so many different colors and con- like controller colors and all that stuff. Ooh, it was with that yellow one for Donkey Kong. That one was pretty Yeah, good. Donkey Kong. That's like, I don't know. So like, let's get right into it here on Markers on the Map, your weekly internet talk show where where we talk about the most extreme games of, of the fifth generation as it, they've come to call it over I'm, the past couple of years. They I'm, say it's the fifth generation. I'm of telling games. you, man, this internet stuff's not going to catch on. We're pretty much just, just stick on radio yeah. of some sort. Although, like, I don't know. Maybe the prospect of, like, using the internet to play games would well, help with not having to carry over everything and start hooking up our TVs you for have a to, party. You have to, you have to use your, your, basically your phone line to connect to the internet. So I don't know how many, how they'd be accessible for a lot of people. A lot of people get calls on their home phones. Yeah, maybe they'll come up with some kind of futuristic solution for us. Maybe, I don't know. It's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. So, like, Metroid for the Nintendo hmm. um, came out, like got at this point like 15 years ago and it takes place in 2001 i'm like i don't think we're gonna have aliens and space travel you know next year <laughs> oh yeah i mean i just barely finished upgrading all my vhs to dvd i don't know about you it's uh, kind of <sighs> i don't know dvds are really expensive <laughs> they really are but like i only had a couple vhs yeah if you only have a couple of vhs is like you, new formats i wonder i wonder if they'll all have a system that will you play your dvds I want to know. That would be kind of interesting if there is a system that played also DVDs. Well, I think because Sony might Sony would be the ones, right? P- because P- they're already using like discs PS for ones, the PS One. Read music. You can, it's a music player too. So yeah. I use some of my CDs on there. Yeah, um, but uh, getting right into it though, um, with Donkey Kong sixty four, I've been thinking about Rare's output on the sixty four, mm-hmm. um, and they've been like very consistent with it. Um, now, I'm not going to say I liked it better than their Super Nintendo output because they had that trilogy of Donkey Kong Country games that I found to be yeah. very enjoyable. It's like, I consider them to be favorites but, at this point. But, I mean, speaking on Rare, they did kind of pave the way to some type of really fun, like, first-person shooter game really besides Doom. We got GoldenEye on Yeah, here. we did have GoldenEye, and this is like a James Bond game. It's a licensed game yeah, from Nintendo but and it's, Rare. It's but good. it's, like, fun. The multiplayer is awesome. The graphics are, like, very impressive. Mm. The shooting is, like... I, like... I don't know another game 
you know, just going off memory that has that much, like, exploration and shooting in each level. It all feels very fluid to me, but, like, the multiplayer is so much fun. Like, just, like, you and a couple of your friends. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. I wish there was bigger TVs, because it's kind of very... Sm- when you play up to four people, it's very small squares on, on the TVs we have. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like... The problems we're having with these games is like we see the technology advance, we kind of ex- are expecting other things to advance with it. So like this idea that we've all got to like look at these tiny little squares on our screens, and it's like, of course we're looking at the other person's screen, so we can see where they are, so they don't get us where we get them. I was at the arcade the other day, and they still had a couple, you know, Street Fighter twos and some, you know, Street Fighter three. Yeah. I wonder if they'll have MVC too. It's kind of I haven't seen that, but it's, I know it's coming around. Yeah. I wonder when they'll have those. Well, I really love like X Men versus um, Street Fighter. That one's great. Besides the Marvel versus, I guess it's Marvel. Oh uh, no, it's Marvel Superhero versus Capcom thing. Yeah. That's what it's called. And they're saying there's a sequel, and, and they're coming around. Another thing, there was no Metroid game on the Nintendo 64, which I was mm. really upset about after Super Metroid was mm-hmm. like top tier SNES. Um, but it is rumored. I I was told by Gatekeeper. That there's probably going to be a Metroid like you know how he is. He talks to Moon mm-hmm. Yeller about the, the about what's happening, and then he kind of hints at it with us. Him and Carter kind of do their whole like mm-hmm. rumor thing. Um, but I, I'd be interesting to see if there's like a 3D version of Metroid coming out. But um, going back to Rare, I've not played Donkey Kong 64, mm-hmm. and I actually played Banjo Tooie. Mm-hmm. The, the the thing I've heard about Banjo Tooie is that it's just a bloated version oh, basically the of the first one okay and i found the first one to be an enjoyable game like it's a difficult game it's 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 difficult i think it's a lot of just the collecting aspect i think some people don't want to coll- some people are probably still in like that arcade mentality of just they just want to play the game and get to the final boss they're not really keen to going back and like revisiting levels and collecting yeah. things and, and banjo kazooie felt very like Mario 64-esque in that, like, there was a reason to revisit the levels, but at the same time, Banjo-Kazooie almost felt like you wanted to do everything your first go through a level because things would start to reset. You'd have to collect all the music notes. You have to go collect all the lizard things in the levels. You've got to, like, do all these tasks. And the game demanded, like, I got to the final area, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't quite gotten through everything, like, in the game to collect. I was about 80 or so Mm -hmm. percent. But you can't... You need so much to get into Gruntilda's lair at the end. I think I needed a good 94, 95% of, like, completion. So you, you had to of, beat the game, basically. You, you basically have to complete the game to complete yeah. like, to, to get to the final boss. There's a small portion of error, like, if something is just brutally difficult. But I said, mm. at that point, let me just go for 100%. Retries after retries. That level at the end with the tree where you have to go through all the seasons, it was incredibly tough. But I think that the hardest one overall was the one where you're on like a like a like a uh, like a ship uh-huh. um, where you have to swim because like for some reason i couldn't quite catch on with the controls and banjo kazooie mm-hmm. um it does end with this like board game quiz thing with gruntilda where it tests how well you've paid attention to the game to yeah. the point where it's asking you what sound does this enemy make? And you've got to, like, answer the question or, like, risk losing it all. And then you have a boss fight at the end. It's very tough. Like, Rare's made some hard games, but I think this might be the hardest one I've played. I mean, when I wouldn't lie to you. Like, when I first saw Mario 64, I was like, I don't know if 3D is going to really work for a Mario title. But, it, you know, oh, surprised. Absolutely. it threw me off pretty well. I was just like, I don't know if this is going to work. You know, it felt very strange in a 3D environment. I didn't really... 
understand the controls looking at I it. I think but they pulled it off. They pulled I want to see a sequel to that game. To Mario 64 then Banjo? I mean, it's weird that Nintendo will do Mario 64 once and Banjo will have two games. But I guess since it is a different company, it's rare. But Banjo, I feel like, has been in the past couple of years compared to Mario 64. Like, they're almost like two halves of one whole. Yeah. But, like, Rare's on a roll. They've done Banjo-Tooie. They did Donkey Kong 64. Another, like, equally is, like, what do we want to say? Bloated Collectathon type game. Yeah. Like, you know, Collectathon is, like, the new big thing. It's, like, it, it almost feels like everybody wants to get into the Collectathon mm. game now. Um, we're starting to see it with a few more licensed games as those start to, like, trickle out on the mm-hmm. PS1 and stuff like that. Um so I'm I'm wondering if the if the rumored PS2 will have, you know, as 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 dense of a selection of licensed games. But then Rare has um, Goldeneye well, seems to be the one that's just like not the same. Mm-hmm. I wonder what other Mario kind of things are going on because they had a kart game with this one. They yeah, had a they sequel. had Mario Kart this 64, which was a, really good. A party game. All having, three. Yeah, they had three. So I wonder what other type of game Mario will do next, because we done they've done the 3D platform and they executed it pretty well. Yeah. We got a kart game. They out had of some it. sports games. Mm-hmm. Just looking back on the past couple years, but yeah. speaking of Mario Party, there was that one game on the first one that was just like the tug of war game. Oh, I almost I feel like I almost broke skin the N64 controller <laughs> with that one. The skin was off my hand after playing that one. But but I gotta say Mario Party Two is my favorite of the three. Do you what do you compare? RE2 compared to the PS1 version? Because I hear the PS1 version can actually hold a little... It runs a little better. Well, I played RE2 on the PS1, and I found it to be enjoyable. Mm -hmm. I liked RE2. Um, It's very scary. I don't think it was as scary as the first one. Mm -hmm. Like, there was definitely some tension there. But I did like the idea of, like, playing as Leon and Claire a little bit better than Joe and, you know, Chris. I mean, the voice acting is definitely a lot better than the second one. Um. And Resident Evil 3 was just complete tension the whole way through. I, oh. I, I very much enjoyed, you know, Nemesis in that much. one. Man, how many how many 64 controls you went through? That joystick just kind of seems to go after a while. Only a few. I think the closest I've ever come to actually ruining one was a very heated, intense session of, of Mario Party playing that tug of war game. I always kind of dread when it comes up. Mm. <laughs> um, but, you know, in thinking about that, the the one of the more recent ones we played because I know we just played through Kirby sixty four and that is like yeah. brand new, um, but earlier this year we played Pokemon Stadium. We did. Now, Oof. like I said, I've been kind of obsessing with Red and Blue for a couple mm. of years now. Like I'm looking at both Pokedexes; they're yeah, they're yeah. almost complete. I've been trading with some friends. Pokemon Stadium lets you put your Pokemon into the sixty four with the transfer pack, but I'm kind of afraid to use it. Because I've heard that if you drop it, it might erase your save. I mean... I heard it from Gameland Pro, and they're always right about everything. I mean, if you don't... But the thing is, if you don't ask on your Pokemon, the game is pretty difficult, Stadium. Yeah. It's with the basics of it's really hard. So I'm playing with rentals, and like it seems like I lose every match. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, the AI see... Speed's a factor. I don't know how the speed factor works. I just... I don't understand it. It's weird. Yeah. The computer seems to, like, read my moves. Mm-hmm. It seems to cheat, almost. Like, I bring out Charmander computer decides to bring out squirtle stuff like that yeah <laughs> um now it's very impressive to see our 150 pokemon friends mm-hmm. in in 3d now they don't have any of the new ones that they've shown or have been in gold and silver 
but they do have everything from Bulbasaur to Mew, um, and it's cool to see them, you know, lovingly rendered in 3D. The announcer is my favorite voice acting in all of the Nintendo 64, mm-hmm. um, but it's so hard to use these rental Pokemon. But yeah. I don't want to like. What if what if I drop the controller and the the the, the transfer pack erases my save? Oh, man. You know how long I've been working on Red and Blue for. <laughs> very long i don't know i don't know about that one but, it, but it's i'm one, only missing a few pokemon it's, it's, it's like you want to stay with the rentals but it's obviously very difficult to risk putting your pokemon in there it's very tough decision all around no matter what yeah all right so we got our list for this week because we kind of wanted to be like we know the fifth generation is coming to an end here we're Pretty very close, excited yeah. for like what's new like some of the things that we've been told have been very exciting like i heard there might be a sequel to super smash bros like that's mm. super smash bros is hands down like at it's the top fun. of the list on Nintendo it's pretty 64. fun game um but we've we've decided to kind of revisit some of the favorites over the past couple years mm-hmm. um another game that we recently revisited was turok this is a shooter game that came out for the nintendo 64 a while <laughs> back um Big sprawling arenas, like it's, I'm kind of am impressed. It's a kind of a fever dream of a game. It's like it's genuinely a, a dream because you're some type of like primal before modern technology, but there's also modern weapons. Yeah. It's such a weird. I don't know. There's like futuristic. I don't know. It's such a weird game to explain. It's like it's just like a dream. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like uh, I I'd be I'd compare it to Dino Crisis because Dino, but Dino Crisis is more like Resident Evil. Yeah, it's, it's not really like ah, uh, I guess it's Turok is like you know Doom, you know on PC. Turok is like Doom sixty four. If Doom sixty four was yeah, and, and like kind of like yeah. that. Um, it like if Doom sixty four had just like gigantic maps that I'm kind of in like awe mm-hmm. they managed to pull off on the Nintendo sixty four. Um, because it's it's starting to show its age. Yeah. Um, but Turok ran like a dream in the cheat codes. <laughs> The cheat codes in Turok are probably my favorite cheat codes so far. Like, flying around, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's so easy to get lost in that game. The sequel, even more so. Like, yeah. I could not beat Turok 2, Seeds of Evil. Um, um, it, it's so labyrinthine and complicated and difficult. Weapons just, like, they give you the knife, and it just doesn't really work after, like, the first part. No. And then, like, pistols and, sh- like, I don't know, like, shotguns sometimes is a one-shot, and then sometimes it's not. Some dinosaurs take multiple, and some, it's weird. It's not consistent with the weapon damage. No, and I think what really bothers me the most about Turok is that, like, you can get to the end of the level, and since they're, like, set up as, like, mazes and giant ones at that, mm-hmm. you might be missing a key therefore you're going to have to go through that level again whole, searching for that key the whole backtracking aspect that's like i like saying a lot of people don't really like the whole like thing they have to go back and follow their footsteps and so i don't know is some people just may have a really big issue with that i think it's more interesting to talk about it though because it does have its problems and we've always like like if we thought if we think a game is perfect like we it might be boring hearing us go on about how perfect we think it is or it yeah. might get boring hearing us about how going on about how much we hate something so we always try to be a little more like meet us in the middle with with games so i'm like yeah Turok is from a technical standpoint one of the n64's best mm-hmm. um but i'd hope in the future shooters are a little less open i don't know ever since i played 
Zelda, mm-hmm. I felt like a little bit of guidance is n- necessary. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it's been well documented on this here internet radio program that I'm not the biggest Ocarina of Time fan. Yeah. I know everybody just loves that game, but I don't know. I like Zelda 2. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of people didn't like Zelda 2, to be honest. Those people are wrong. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Perhaps. Um, And then we just played through Kirby 64. I think we talked about it a a few minutes ago on on the show. Um, It's it's good. It's like Kirby's Dream Land 3 for the Super Nintendo, but it's just 3D. But it's like it's like every other Kirby game, basically. It's kind of the same, but it is in a 3D world. The thing I liked about this one is that you could combine his powers. Mm-hmm. So Kirby, since I think Dreamland Two on the Game Boy, has been able to like inhale an enemy, and then certain enemies will give him a power up. Like yeah. you might get a sword, or you might you know become a fireball. You might have like a little boomerang. In in Kirby sixty four, which is the crystal shards, you can like exhale the power and like he'll hold it over his head you can like toss it onto an enemy so if you toss it on the boomerang enemy um and you get the boomerang attack you can hold that power walk up to the fire enemy mm-hmm. and those powers will combine oh okay so it, it, he'll have like a fire sword so it's a how we talking like final fantasy 7 sword we talking oh we're going to get to final fantasy 7 here but the yeah, but like pretty much it's like a giant buster sword i wonder what's up with that why do they go from like final fantasy 3 straight to 7 what happened to 4 5 and 6 i mean <laughs> i don't get that i, I do want to talk about 7 8 and 9 cuz they've been great uh-huh. but while while we're on kirby um i think the series transitioned pretty well into 3d we have this kind of like 3D graphics in a 2.5D space. Mm-hmm. Like you're still pressing left and right on yeah. the on the um, controller to move Kirby, but the angles of the camera change um, from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain 2D sections, but I just so feel like not, the graphics are beautiful on that one. It's, it? I guess you could say it's not an open camera like Mario 64 did. Yeah, it's not Lakitu like Kirby's guy. walking around yeah. in a 3D space, but, but like 3D the, the camera does change its angle. How speed. what 2.5? We recall yeah, something like, like that. Like I said, 2.5. Um, it's very memorable. The music is so delightful as yeah, as it usually is in Kirby. Um, I think this is my favorite one since Dreamland Three. Mm-hmm. Dreamland Three was cool. Dreamland Three yeah, had a lot of those like bonus objectives. It was like a cartoon drawing, yeah. basically, like very uh, like pencil shades and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, it like, was that. like the fo- the Super Nintendo follow up to the Kirby games for the the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've replayed a few of those uh, recently. Um, Dreamland One takes like less than an hour to beat. Dreamland yeah. Two is a little more involved, and it mm. has Rick, Kine, and Koo. They're really cool. But Dreamland Three is where, and you know, we've played, we've both played Dreamland Three. It's it's very exciting. But sixty four, it's not without its problems. It's not a perfect game, mm-hmm. but it's just so delightful. I can't help but smile. Hmm. I mean, we're having a lot of these like Mario went from, you know, Yoshi's Island to sixty four. Sonic went from. What was the last one? Three? There was a couple of other, like the CD one existed. Yeah, they had Sonic yeah. R. They had 3D Blast. They had Spinball back in the day. got Adventure Base. Yeah, Sonic coming. Adventure yeah. was awesome. Um, Kirby. So I want to know what other, like, Donkey Kong obviously got his 3D. I wonder how many of these would they'll transfer That's why I'm saying, 3D. where's Metroid? Yeah, there's no <laughs> Metroid. 
Zelda got its 3D game. Hmm. Excite Bike maybe. They did F Zero. Yeah. They did Excite Bike. Yeah, that's what I'm saying there's a bunch of like classic Nintendo, no Metroid so far. It's really upsetting to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that Star was Fox one. was good. Man, what's up with the whole 64? I get it. Yeah, it's 64, yeah, 64 bits, bit. but we had. Uh, it was Nintendo and then Super Nintendo, and now it's 64. I like but, how they went from Mario World, which is Mario Bros. Four, to 64. <laughs> but it's like everything is just 64 with their marketing. There's no actual different distinguished. Yeah, like title Pilot Wings 64. Pilot Wings was fun, 64. but like Pilot Wings has like. I take a little bit of issue with the like control you have over your things in Pilot Wings. Everything's mm. got to be like very precise. I really liked Wave Racer sixty four. Um, it was a bit trickier than like your Mario Kart sixty four, but I did enjoy it. It's mm. like one of those one of those rare cases where you could say a game has like very few flaws. Um, Seen that GTA game on the PS one? Yeah, the top down the one. Top down. It's, it's kinda, fine. It's there's fine. a second one too. Yeah, and there's like this. You think they ever bring that game to three D? I don't know. It's kind of like Rockstar is kind of, you know, DMR. You know, oh, no, it's like, I forgot what they're called. Something like that. DMA yeah. design and something like that. I don't know. Does a game like that work in the 3D space? I don't know. It's kind of just like taking a car around. It's like, uh, it's, it's like, it's like Crazy Taxi, but actually crazy. Because Crazy Taxi is fun arcade game. I love Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if that would work in 3D space. It just seems like... I don't know. We have Mario as the example of how to do a 3D game right. And, like, Banjo and, like, uh, Donkey Kong, they're all good. Um, there was Bubsy, too, for the mm. PS1. Um, oh, talk about Bubsy for the PS1. Yeah. Let me tell you about that one. I tried it. Not really good. But Mario 64 is, like... Even Bubsy got... Metro... Bubsy got his own Bubsy game. got a 3D game and Metro, Metro hasn't. Like, What? All it right. seems like that's the logical thing to do. I mean, there's an F-Zero game for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> I mean, like, Tomb Raider is, like, it's, like, a new Tomb game. Tomb Raider was it's so new, cool, yeah. though. Tomb Raider was, Indiana like... Indiana Jones. Yeah, like it was, like, Indiana Jones puzzle-solving yeah. and, like, like gripping gameplay and, like, avoiding, like, traps and caves and stuff like that. Talk about Tekken. You, you want to talk about Tekken? Tekken I do want to talk about I like how we're going through everything rapid pace here. Um, but like Tekken 2 was Tekken really 2 good. was awesome. Tekken Better than the first one. Well, yeah. Like Tekken Tekken 2 was such a step above. I know Tekken 3 is like people's favorites. Mm -hmm. But I have a fondness for Tekken 2. I played 2 a lot more than yeah. the third one. I like the fact that you go through the arcade mode in the PlayStation 1 version of Tekken 2 with every character that you start with, and you unlock a character every time. There's even a kangaroo. Just like that's, the old Streets yeah. of Rage game. It's Streets of Rage 3 pretty, yeah. with the kangaroo. kangaroo. I mean, they can't... What have I heard from many books, you know? I can't really find a lot, but I guess they do punch, like, boxers, like people. It's weird. Kangaroos do that, but... uh it's really hard getting a lot of information what's coming out new. It's just kind of rumors. I know. It's and like, like it's either stuff we hear from the gatekeeper, as we always say, or from Gameland Pro Magazine. Yeah, it's like finding information on a lot of these new things coming out is kind of hard for us. It's like, I don't know. It's just we have to wait. I really just wait on the magazine to see what's yeah. out, whatever's coming out. But for Tekken, it's I, a great arcade port. I mean, think how close. Look at the PS1. It's pretty close to arcade style like graphics if you really look at it. Yeah. Even like. KI Gold. And it's something you don't have to keep pumping your quarters into. Exactly. I like that the best. Like, I can keep playing Tekken all day if I want. I keep my lunch money and I can save up a couple months and buy Tekken on the PS1. You feel me? And the less quarters I have to spend in the arcade, 
the more quarters I can spend on improving my Sonic Underground Pog collection. <laughs> have you seen my new Slammer? I have not seen your new Slammer. Check it out. Ooh, real nice. Where'd you get that one? Trade secret. I got it from my local shop. <laughs> Man, I wonder if... uh, wonder You if... see who's on this? Manic, Sonic's brother in Sonic Underground. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, Tekken 2, for some reason, like, I just love the idea of, like, getting something for beating the game. Yeah. And it's not a long game. You get ten rounds, you fight Kazuya at the end, you fight the devil at the end, and then you unlock a new character. Um, the characters are all, like... The, the the rendering on the 3D graphics in Tekken 2 it's is like, really good. There's a character. I guess it's like it's Gene or is his name? What's his name? The main character. It's Gene. G- Jin. Jin. It's Jin. He has like a devil mode or like yeah, a devil. Yeah, the final eagle. boss. Yeah. That's kind of weird. That, but it's like crazy too. But it's really cool. I don't know. My favorite character to play as is June. She's just really cool I like to Law. Me. Law's pretty cool. Law's cool. Um... I love the little CG. This is going to take us into Final Fantasy. I love the little CG, um, like, <laughs> movies they have yeah. at the end. Some of them don't make any sense, but, like, if that's what graphics are going to look like in the sixth generation coming up, then I'm very impressed. Pretty good coming up. I mean, 64 it looks pretty all right, but yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. starting to feel a little blocky when you compare it to those Tekken 2 ending movies. Yeah, like, Things like... like Mario 64 look, like, blocky. You know, 3D animation's pretty early on. We'll see how well it does later on. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned Final Fantasy. I'll bring that up in just a little bit. Yeah. But another thing we've been looking back on here in, in the past couple of years, um, a little bit different from what we've been talking about, Mega Man 8 came out a few years back for the PS1. Mm. Now, this is a 2D platform, you know, jump from point A to point B and shoot enemies type game, just but, like the classic 1 through 7, but this was 32-bit. They also have, like, weird, like, video cutscenes, like, yeah, kind of like Dragon like Quest or something. Yeah, animated, like almost, like... Yeah. <laughs> um, There's nothing called anime or something? I don't know. Yeah. It's, like, very, like, it's, it's like, been around, but... It's been around, I know, back when we did our, our old program about, like, NES games, like, Dragon Ball Z was, like slowly starting to trickle out from japan yeah um but now we've got like anime video in in our games yeah um it's not it wasn't a really exciting cutscene at the start of 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 mega man 8 but like i enjoyed the novelty of it i mean yeah it was mega man it's pretty it's weird because i thought x was 10 this whole time but i guess it's technically not 10 yeah because x at this point we've had Three? I want to say three. It was something like it's something like that because it went from what it's like it went numbered and then it went to X. So we thought, okay, now they're gonna use Roman numbers. Like, oh, yeah. X is ten, but turns out X just means like the program it is. It's yeah, me- he's and Mega that Man one takes X place in different. the future. Yeah, and I different. didn't like Mega Man X as much as some of the classic pretty, ones. It was like, fine, it was but like the Super Nintendo Mega Man games weren't my favorite. With that being said, Mega Man 8 is not really my favorite either. Talking about... Anim- like, it looks pretty. Talk about animation. We could talk about Metal Gear Solid's new... This game that I played from this guy called Hideo Kojima. Oh. Pretty good. I've I've dabbled in that game. See, this guy is... This, I don't know who this guy Hideo Kojima is, but he's pretty good. This game's pretty well. It's like... It's like... You're, you're a spy. It's kind of like James Bond, but very, like, much... You're not, like... I so guess, this like, is a follow-up to the old Metal Gear games, correct? Apparently, there's these games in Japan called Metal Gear, and this is, I guess, the third one, but it's only called... It's not called 3, yet it's solid to indicate the... I don't know. It's like, 
you're this like secret like like I said you're like a James Bond like hero and you're going like undercover into a base and you're trying to find out the secrets of the base because like the enemies have like something threatening the United States and they're sending their best you know spy in it's like but it's like you can't fight the enemies like you would in like any other hero it's like you know those 80s movies how like you got like Arnold and Stallone, like, these pretty, you know, strong guys, and they just go in guns blazing. You can't really yeah. do that in this game. Very difficult. You have to kind of sneak around, like, this... Like I said, so like is slide. it a stealth game? It's it's a stealth game. Because I've played Siphon Filter, mm-hmm. and Siphon Filter 2, and Siphon Filter 3. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at the stealth. I had to use the cheat codes for, like, infinite ammo to, like, make it through but those games. This is, like, really fun out of the box, pun intended, because you can actually use a box Yeah, you can to hide, hide in cardboard boxes. It's one of those things where it's, it's very weird, but... Because the reason why you said it's a part of the game where a character called, like, Otacons, like, this reminds me of one of his Japanese animes. So, I guess, you know, they've been around for a while. It's in this game now. And they use, like, actual in, like, cutscene, like, model cutscenes and stuff like that, voice acting and everything. I really game. like... The, so, from what I've played, I love the codec calls, and I love how, like, the character, like, the portraits of the characters look, and they're talking to each mm-hmm. other. Like, the voice acting is really good. It's a very cinematic game. Now, I know some spoilers about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is it? Is it, is it can we get into spoiler talk here? I mean... It's you, been out for a while. I mean, it's been out, but I don't know. We can talk about... But we can talk about... I had a really good point to make, like, something about... The voice of Portia. Oh, you ever get the part where you have to call Meryl Zilberberg and it says check the CD and you think it's like in game, but you actually they all look at your PS1 disc, like the back of it, to see the codec numbers? I, I, that's, that's how you get. Yeah, it's weird. This guy's like. Well, that's what. Like, that goes off a spoiler that I want to bring up. I think, like, can we can we talk about. Are, are we talking about spoilers on a little I internet mean, program? The game's pretty new, but I think we can talk about spoilers. Yeah. So, I've been told. And you can debunk this if it's wrong. Okay. That there is an enemy in this game that will start reading the names of your other PlayStation One games yes. off to you. Okay, so this yeah, is okay. It's one of it's like the first one of the first bosses you fight, and it's like he's he's like Castlevania saving the night. He reads it and stuff like that. It's a lot of I think it's because it's Konami. They read a lot of Konami titles. Oh, okay. that's what it is. But like you you put the controller down and like he can move it and he can read your mind and like it's like. It's weird because the way to, to beat him, I don't know, you have to port your con- controller into the second port. He can read your inputs before you even input it. That's way too... That's kind of this scary. Ko- this Kojima guy is I don't know. This guy's something different. He could probably make some really good games in the future. I mean, like if this is like If this is like this big yeah. PS1 type thing, I'm excited to see what he could do on the PS2. Like, he could have the capacity to make some of the greatest yeah, like games Cybernetic Ninjas time. in this game. It's really great. It's a really great game. And, you know, maybe not spoiling too much, but it's like there's a couple... A bosses to fight there's a lot of like really hidden details and like the, even the cardboard box and like having to use it to hide from enemies it's pretty wild ideas i don't know this kojima guy seems pretty good so much to get excited about hopefully there's a sequel i really hope so did it leave you've beaten the game i've beaten it does it leave it open there's for two endings a sequel? so i don't okay. know which where the sequel will go off hmm. and there's this see there's an ending where you save meryl and you ride off in the you know in the sunset with her or is your homie uh Otacon, and you ride off the sun's the same thing. They're in their friends and stuff like that at the end of the game. Weird, but I don't know which one they'll go with. Meryl still being around, or or Otacon and you, this and that in the sequel. We'll see what, what the sequel's about. Okay. Um, speaking of PS1 games that you know mm. I've been revisiting, Ridge Racer Type 4. Oh, Ridge Racer. Such a great game. Like, the, the first couple are awesome too, but Type 4 has this, like, 
gritty feel to it, like a more realistic feel, but it also feels like the music has gotten just so much better. I'm surprised that we haven't talked about this because we just talked about Metal Gear Solid, but the rumble features. Have you seen that with new controllers having like rumble and like Dude. it changes the impact of the way you play the game? I mean, like things are getting like intense with games mm-hmm. lately. Like it's kind of even 64 has like a rumble attached. The rumble can, pack, yeah. yeah. Um, God, there's just so much. Like there's so many interesting things happening. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's. I'm so happy we're doing this in the year 2000 mm-hmm. because it seems like the leap between Super Nintendo and Nintendo mm-hmm. 64 was, or, you know, Genesis and, you know, you had Saturn, you have Dreamcast. Like, the jump is so massive. Yeah. I can't help but think the PS2 and whatever Nintendo's got cooking will be a a step above the Dreamcast because the Dreamcast came out a few years back. I mean, at this point, I think we're solid. It's going to be Dreamcast. We're Metal Gear Solid? PS2, and whatever Nintendo... Like I said, we have those three. I don't think there's going to be any more... I just want to know what it's Atari's called. Atari's out. Atari is out of the game. Yeah. They're not really, they're not like really making anything. And then PC is, you know, still doing its own thing. I mean, the Dreamcast, though, is so good. Yeah. It's... As far as I'm concerned, Sega can do no wrong. See, now, I like how we got off topic. We're supposed to talk about Final we, Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say Ridge Racer have been playing. Uh, oh, yeah, Ridge Racer. We'll talk um, about that in order. Like, so. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite racing game on, on the PS1. Although Gran Turismo, like, is nice. It's pretty... Uh, it's, a little, it's a little more detailed. It's like a simulation, I guess. It, the it, Ridge, it, like, it's got some Gran elements Turismo. of that, I'd say. It's like, like it's, a, it's a more realistic yeah. thing. But Ridge Racer is more fun. Um, and the amount of cars you can unlock in that game. Like, there's over 300... I've been working on it for since it came out, piece by piece. Mm-hmm. I'm not even close. I'm like 150. Cars I mean, we it. have Ridge Racer, Gran Turismo, and even Need for Speed is Need out. Need for Speed, so we have like three game. titles to go around. Um, but yeah, um, in the RPG front, before I get to Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, Wild Arms is awesome. There's two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've not played the second one. The first one I played for a bit back when it dropped. It's like a it's like a regular turn based RPG, but it's got this like Wild West setting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a, co- a very cozy game. I like the intro to that movie. I like the uh, the that game. I like the theme of it. Um, I guess it was just too hard for me to beat, but it's it's one of those first party RPGs. Mm-hmm. It's not like a like a Square thing, SquareSoft. Um, so SquareSoft, I've heard that they might be doing a 10th Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, like, interesting because we have three massive games on the mm-hmm. PlayStation 1 that Squaresoft released. Um, so the the prospect of a 10th one on a new system that might have graphics akin to, like, those Tekken 2 outro movies is, like, the hair on my arms <laughs> is standing straight up thinking about that. Um, Final Fantasy 7 I played it it's really good for a turn based it's it's a lot better than the old ones on the NES and the Super Nintendo yeah but I think it's a bit overrated you think so? I, I do mean, a lot of people like it it's pretty good and I know people like to hate on Final Fantasy 8 but of mm-hmm. the three I enjoyed that one the most mm-hmm. I guess it was the character design mm-hmm. 9 has a very like um god i don't know how to describe it like a like a cartoony Mm -hmm. style to it yeah yeah 
But like, Nine has some interesting themes. It doesn't start out very serious, but I think it gets serious by the end. But Seven is just... Something rubbed me the wrong way about Seven. Uh-huh. Sephiroth was cool and all that, but Eight was where it was at. Ultimatia, Laguna, the songs and the soundtrack in, in, in Final Fantasy VIII. Plus it has this train sequence that has like these CG almost, these computer graphic 3D mm. scenes that reminded me of what comes at the end of a arcade mode in Tekken 2, and I thought those were awesome. Um, there's a few ways to kind of exploit the battle system in mm. Final Fantasy VIII, but at the end of the day, it's just a game that I enjoyed immensely. And I found the characters to be enjoyable. Squall was fine. Um, I liked Selfie. Mm. She was cool. Hopefully she shows up in future Final Fantasy media if they ever decide to, like, I don't know. Maybe one day they'll choose one of these games and, like, do... Maybe they'll make a cartoon about it or a movie or something like that. Maybe. So I could hope that Final Fantasy VIII would be the one. We'll see how far. I mean, it's called Final Fantasy. At some point, the finale will have to happen, am I right? I don't know. They've been calling it Final Fantasy ever since the old days. And they jumped to seven, so I don't know what they did with the other ones. It makes me... See... I've heard that we skipped a few here in the states i don't know it's kind of hard to get information like that i mean there's not really easy ways to get from the all it's all the way on the other side of the ocean japan yeah. but yeah it could the, be just a rumor the, the role-playing games that we found in here and you know what sold me on it was going to, to target mm-hmm. and seeing that ps1 kiosk with with final fantasy 8 see i got mines at to- you know toys r us and toys r us like also they have the same kiosk they have those yeah. same discs in there playing those same games Seven never really grabbed me, so I didn't play that until after I played eight. But I went back to it, and mm-hmm. I didn't find it as enjoyable. I didn't really like the characters that much. Mm-hmm. The music was fine. Something about eight was just maybe because it was the first one I played mm-hmm. of the three D ones. Like I played the NES and SNES ones a couple yeah, yeah. of times through. They're fine, um, but yeah, eight very good. I mean, now I have this. We had. Silent Hill, the PS1. We did. We had Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we had this kind of obscure game, Clock Tower, a horror game. Dino Crisis is also considered a Dino horror Crisis. game. Dino Crisis. Which one do you think will, will last longer out of those? Because I'm thinking maybe Silent Hill because it's been doing pretty well. I think it's more scary than Resident Evil. I might be partial, but Dino Crisis seems like... The better than... Zombies, uh, dinosaurs are better than zombies, I would assume popular mass. I mean, I don't want to say I liked Dino Crisis more than RE, mm-hmm. but... Dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, dinosaurs. That Jurassic Park films were really good. Yeah. Apparently there's a third one on the way. Dude, I mean, I enjoyed both of those. Um, so, like, you can't go wrong with dinosaurs. And Dino Crisis felt like it made dinosaurs, like, scarier than even the Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. Um, Did you hear that there's going to some Star Wars films are coming out? They're going to follow up Phantom Menace I'm finally? Pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure that's I mean, it came do. out last year. So I'm assuming a couple more years right before uh, probably but i hear they're gonna it's like a new trilogy or something they're gonna actually keep making more this bodes well i really like star wars the special editions were cool and then they came out with phantom menace yeah darth maul pretty good i have my collection of star wars toys right here on the shelf here in the studio <laughs> yeah you know multiple formats star wars came out on 
you got VHS and Laserdisc. Yeah. Or I think they stopped making Laserdisc. I don't think Laserdisc exists anymore. Oh, that's a shame. Laserdiscs like, are so cool. Lost World came out on Laserdisc. It was like I think like probably like maybe ninety eight. They stopped making Laserdisc. Maybe there's a few out there, but. You know, CDs are trying to come in, DVDs, stuff like that. You know, now that we're on movies, that Godzilla movie they came out with? 2000? No, like no. That. Which one? The American one. Oh. A couple years back. Not that great. Yeah, I mean, the the Japanese one got the one, it's called 2000, but it came yeah. out in 99. So it's one of those, like, I don't know, it's weird that yeah. they call it, well, I guess it's trying to introduce into the future. Yeah. But the one we got, more like dinosaur t-rex like a yeah. jurassic park but it movie. didn't it didn't make dinosaurs scary like dino no. crisis or jurassic park did maybe it was just trying to capitalize on the whole dinosaur maybe craze. maybe one day we'll actually get a proper godzilla film over here yeah maybe one day we'll actually get a proper pirates film oh maybe <laughs> um but yeah that was kind of a an overview of like a lot of the big stuff i think are we I missing think anything of, i think it's honestly we could look at it we didn't really talk a lot about the crazy stuff it's just so much we went through compared to three consoles and the new one just came out with dreamcast there's a lot to go through yeah and i feel like going into Mar- depth with mario 64 is everybody's played mario 64 yeah. at this point it just seems like there's not a lot to talk about there's some things that i didn't like on the nintendo 64 mm-hmm. yoshi's story was the Smash Bros. was really fun. Smash Bros. was great. Um, Pokemon Stadium, I'm still not entirely sold it is, on. Yeah, it's just because it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, God, the, the sports games were cool. Or no, PS1 had Hot Shots Golf. Mm-hmm. I liked that. You can actually unlock Gex, the Gecko, in the uh, second one as a playable character. He, he doesn't game. talk. Yeah, he got a 3D game. Metroid, so like how the, all these games are getting 3D games, but not Metroid. When Even will Metroid ever one. get a 3D game? I don't know. Maybe in the next console generation. Someone has to do one it. One can hope, right? Um, There's been some cool handheld stuff. Game Boy's been I mean, like... Game Boy. game Boy Color has been yeah. like Still amazing. using mine, yeah. Yeah. Um, you think PlayStation will ever do a handheld? Or even like Absolutely Sega? not. You think Sega... You don't well, think Sega has be... Game Gear. That's the last one they did, though. Yeah. Even like Atari did like... Put it this way. Nintendo has a history of having the game boy and like mm-hmm. the the nes and the super nintendo hand in hand game boy color within n64 yeah sony and sega don't seem like they're concerned with handhelds mm-hmm. i don't think that either of them would ever do a handheld never get in i there. think they're more yeah. concerned with like the shiny graphics because it seems like like look at ridge racer 4 the graphics are such a step ahead of everything else in ridge racer 4 and that's you know a few years old at this point yeah siphon filter Metal Gear Solid, Pretty even good. though it's Metal Gear Solid is is like top down. Yeah, there's like a lot of detail going on there. Um, God, it's so exciting. I wonder how many. It's weird because Dreamcast and, and PlayStation have like these memory card things, but not 64. I wonder. I wonder why. It's because it's on a cartridge, I guess. Probably. That's why I'm saying Nintendo will never abandon those cartridges. It just yeah, doesn't make any sense. Because I remember when I got my PlayStation at first, it was like I had to get a memory card too. I didn't know what that was. It was something. You know, different. I didn't really get it. So it was weird. So I don't know if Nintendo will ever do, like, the whole memory card thing. You know what Nintendo should do? They should make whatever's coming next able to play the Nintendo 64 games. Because you can play those old Game Boy games on Game Boy Color. And you actually get color effects on some of them. Like, Kirby will be pink if you're playing the black and white Kirby game Mm -hmm. on the Game Boy Color. Yeah. What if the system can play Game Boy games? On the TV? Like a Super Game Boy? Yeah, maybe. 
Think about it. We had a Super Game Boy. It worked. It did. I like that. Oh, what if we connect to the internet? Well, it's still early on. Oh, I don't know man. if the internet will be out for that long. I don't know about that. Can, I mean, like, because imagine I, I, I want game systems to be able to connect the internet. Golden but it Eye. seems like we're a ways off still. I know I'm like hyped about that, but like maybe I don't know if the next generation. Maybe Dreamcast will, will input it in or something. Some live service. I don't know. Maybe. I think the Dreamcast is just the coolest thing. I think the Dreamcast like, will last for years and years and years. Because that whole live service is still fair. Like the internet is still fairly new. Live service is in the sense of paying. Imagine paying. It's like TV. Kind of like you have to pay a subscription service for it. Oh God! Imagine paying like like. Oh god! Remember Sega just, Channel? Sega Channel? Oh, I do remember Sega Channel. <laughs> Japan had like Nintendo Channel too for their like disc system for the original, even like for the original like Nintendo system. Hey, they do had. they still do gaming hotline? I I think the number still works. Huh? Give it a call. Maybe check it out. I think we ran out of surge. Ah. Oh. We might have to go. We need to. You know, that's never gonna go away though. We don't need to stock up on no. that soda. Surge will be in stores forever. <laughs> Not Crystal Pepsi. I don't think they're ever going to bring that one back. They have to. They have to bring back the stuff from my childhood. Maybe. I feel like I'm getting delusional trying to finish my Pokedex. Because I've been working on it the whole time we've been talking about Mm -hmm. all these games. Just like, how many games have we talked about? Like 20 or 30? PlayStation 1, Dreamcast, Nintendo 64 games. The big three? I still need like... Five more Pokemon in red and blue, and then I can finally just put this behind me and move on to those new ones that are are, are like just brand new. But th- at the same time, I'm kind of upset that they've added a hundred new Pokemon because look how long this took. Yeah, having to trade with so you know many, friends uh, from all around, people who are at different parts of the game, and battling is fun. I really like trading, mm-hmm. and. Do I dare risk putting my game into the transfer pack just to bring it all here with the bow? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I can beat Pokemon Stadium with the rental Pokemon. It sure would be a good way to finish off what I think is a generation that's winding up. That reminds me. I got to go drop off some games at Blockbuster. I rented some out this weekend. What'd you rent? I ran out uh, Pokemon Sam because we're going to talk about it today. Oh, God. I got to return it before See, they get I the See, I bought fees. my copy and I'm regretting it. I got to return it before they get the fees. Okay. Well, our time for this week is up, gang. So, would you say we've done an episode here? I guess so. The, the internet picks it up. I guess we can consider this uh, an episode. I don't know how the internet works. A radio show? I don't know. All right, then. We will see you guys next time on Markers on the Map. Bye. See ya. All right. Robert. Mm-hmm. It's now or never. We exit the time warp marker, and Moon Yeller will be defeated. Will this be for certain? For- it will. We've done enough. We've covered enough games. We brought it back. It's pretty strong. I don't know if this will be enough. Green Badoof, Gamekeeper, and Blastwave have already made their exit. See, about the time warp marker, we can see that three of five have already gone off. Our job was by far the hardest here. If we leave here, the Titan known as Moon Yeller will no longer exist. Well, if that's the case, we have to do it. All right. Might as well. Let's go. Hold on. 
Let me get this surge real quick before we leave. Oh, yeah, I want to take one, too. Don't forget to stock up. <laughs> All right. Now that we're out, Gameland Forest is saved. And we do like to end every episode with the famous video game quote. So, before we do that, Markers on the Map will return on Wednesday, May 17th for a whole new arc. But until then, you know, Ellie, we really are the Silent Hill. And we will see you guys on May 17th. Bye. Later.